we're finally back with another podcast. It's been a solid six months. What have we been doing in that time, Victor? You know, just working, trying to stay out of this COVID bubble. Got to travel myself personally, but no, just working. How about you, Jazz? Just straight grind time over here. <laughs> uh, a very busy off-season now, a very busy in-season period, but it's been fun, enjoyable, and good learning experience. Should we say Jazz, the baseball next guy. baseballer and the, the baseball guy? Big baseball guy. Oh, I suck at baseball. It's, too, it's so hard. It hurts. <laughs> it's demeaning. <laughs> but it's a great sport, and we all love it. Welcome back to the AAC podcast, the Australian Athletic Podcast, episode number. I have no idea what we're up to at this stage, but who's counting out there? We've got Adam, Jazz, Vic, and myself on for today, and what are we going to be talking about, guys? Baseball. Baseball. Jazz getting demeaned. Cheese. Throwing cheese. Throwing cheese. Gasolina. <sighs> the last time that we recorded a podcast were we considered a baseball gym. Yeah. What happened? Jazz was grounded. Turned into a baseball gym, and you know, I guess it's a AAC is a hub of baseball in SA for semi-professional and professional baseball here now, which has been really fun. How did it all start, though? Let's look back. Twenty nineteen. I mean, we started with what three boys sent a message out. Some boys looking for a gym to train while they're in town. Had uh, Bricks and Mitch Edwards and Whitey looking for somewhere to train while they're playing for the Giants and then they brought the boys and the boys brought the boys and the boys brought the boys boys and now it's a baseball gym. It just happened to be that Whitey got picked up by the Twins? He went to the Twins first, yeah, and then was the first Australian major leaguer in, I I don't know the number of years, but it was a while. I think it was probably circa 10 plus and then that brought a certain amount of traction. Obviously, it brought a lot of um, positive publicity for himself and the Giants. Um, as he was listed at the Giants at the time and then one thing led to another I think people probably looked into a little bit of it and him being such an athletic freak getting picked up as a pinch runner in part of what got him there and then people sort of I think with that as the backdrop it brings more of a focus to the athleticism rather than just you know this is a guy that bats you know 380 or something like that someone with with an athletic background and obviously his his background is very unique in terms of baseball sprinting all the things he's done so and then yeah. one thing led to another the boys come in and now there's I don't know the number but lots of baseballers floating around from a bunch of different backgrounds including overseas now so soon after locked it, well the majority of Adelaide lockdowns were done we got contacted by Riley Moore and Baseball SA saying we've got six hungry athletes well I think if you look at probably what turned it the most it was probably that I think having a combination of some pro boys like the first three lads that come in. And, and Carly, we're considering you one of the boys. Yeah, she was one of those six. And then Riley hit us up and then I think that's sort of where it started to turn because that brought in a lot of people. Then we could start running sort of what became the AAC baseball program. Turned a lot of the wheels for, say, juniors. And then the women's group. Yeah, and it just sort of grew organically from that as we had enough people that wanted junior baseball, women's baseball. That led to softball. More pro guys came in. Tulsi was a big one because Tulsi's brought a lot of baseballers in his own right. Shout out to Tulsi. That's been a big part of it. And then sort of people have just brought more and more of their teammates, kind of thing. Aside from the fact that all baseballers are here, Jazz is the main one currently running all the programs. 
What do you do different to every other SNC program that's currently available in the state and I'd argue in the country that actually makes baseballs want to come back? Uh, I think maybe it's just understanding as people and what they enjoy as athletes as well. Um, I think, still think there's a lot of medallions out there that do focus on a, a really big aerobic base that you do see in invasion style sports like footy, uh, football in America, uh, soccer, netball here that I think that trickles down to still a lot of aerobically based programs for baseball when in my opinion I don't think it really needs to be aerobically based at all I think we get secondary aerobic adaptation from more productive um, training principles like plyometrics, sprinting extensive med ball work where we can see power adaptations, strength adaptations and we can have that secondary aerobic base there to underpin that but it doesn't need to be a full focus of the training and the full training program if you're training a baseball like a footy player they're not going to become a great baseball athlete I think if, if you said to a coach or a baseball player or both or whatever you know would you pay if you've got two players that are even would you consider aerobic fitness a valid way of picking between those two players you'd get scoffed at rightfully why would we dedicate entire months of training often in the off season but ever with a baseballer to developing aerobic fitness. Like at what point has anybody who's worked with baseball for a prolonged period of time ever seen someone and gone, this kid could make it, but aerobic fitness is holding him back? I understand from a health point of view of, you want to be aerobically fit for long-term health benefits. So if my guys say, I want to go run some poles after training because they feel better from it, then sure, go ahead, That's yeah. go for that. That's gonna make you feel good and that'll make you feel better doing the other parts of our training um, during your hitting, throwing, whatever you're doing. Um, but taking out valuable training time to run yeah. 10 poles is just not a, real, not a good use of your training time when in for a lot of guys here, that training time is so limited, especially if we're playing club ball where we only have two, maybe one training sessions a week plus whatever we do on the side. Yeah, and I mean, like there was, there was multiple teams we heard of locally like you said, in a, in a setting where you've got one or two training sessions a week and they're dedicating weeks and sessions towards things like 2K time trials or beat tests and running poles for basically a whole session. It's like baseball performance is dictated by your quality of playing baseball, not by aerobic capacity. So why would you waste that time not practicing baseball? Yeah, it's, it's, it's still hard to understand now why, why do our college, like some of our college athletes come back and say, oh, they've gotten slower, they've gotten less powerful, they have lost strength because they're spending so much time running, especially yeah. for pitchers for a position who there's not, obviously there's aerobic demands, but they're not too intense and it's more focused on skill and sort of physical capabilities of power and strength and aerobic capacity. I don't, just don't understand it and I don't think I'll ever understand it or agree with it. And a lot of the guys that have already been in the college system or even on the pro circuit that weren't doing that aerobic training, they were being essentially trained like powerlifters. We need to squat big, we need to deadlift big, and we need to have a big bench press. Well, I think the, the little stuff I've seen, and we've seen it locally and interstate, where baseballers go for a gym, and like prior to a lot of baseballers seemingly coming here, they go to gym A or gym B, and they come in and they go, I got this program, and it's, you know, it's some combination of what you boys both said. You know, there's a lot of aerobic work, or there's here's a five by five squat and bench program. It's like, how, how is that related in any way to any 
part of baseball performance. Like, okay, max strength is useful, don't get me wrong, but if you've got a guy whose arm's hanging and they're, then you want him to bench 5x5 five five and back squat 5x5 five five with a straight bar, like, that's not helping them overwhelmingly likely. So I think part of what's attributed the success to so many baseballers coming here to train with Jazz is because he's actually trained him in a manner of, one, there's a high degree of individualization. How do you feel? What helps you? What makes you feel good, bad? And then there's actually an understanding of what goes into baseball, and it's not just, here's a cookie-cutter 5x5 five five program, I'm going to treat you like a powerlifter, or I'm going to make you run a heap of poles. It's actually some... There's an open, obvious intention to develop baseball performance, not just make them train. It's transferable. Yeah, there's a specificity to it of, I know you play baseball, and here's how we can help with that, yeah. rather than... Some of them have articulated to me. They felt like they were just getting the footy players programs and the the coach had changed football to baseball at the top of the program. And they're like, hey, this doesn't help me. And some players have definitely just received a footy or football program. Even some, we've seen affiliated guys bring in programs that are aerobic, like aerobic programs that we've seen pace it from other people as well. Yeah, well, that, yeah, that actually happened. I remember that now that you say that one copy pasted program it was like I've seen this elsewhere and it wasn't for this this is not what it was meant for at all yeah no specificity no individualization yeah and probably I've, not going to transfer or there's two three levels of transferability whereas like seeing what jazz has done that's yeah. very specific and on that I think a lot of that sort of first main group of baseballers that came in articulated some variation of you guys look after baseballers it's like and we didn't feel like we belonged anywhere else everyone was like oh we've got baseballers but you know it's not a big sport here it was just something that was they're an athlete but i'd really rather work with footy or soccer or cricket kind of thing and i think now they feel like they belong at least seems to be the way they act a next step that we took probably about well i would say midway through this year if not early in the year was the armband program with tolsey and yourself jazz going from just lifting, just sprinting, to now actually having an arm care program along with Arm and Heat. Do you want to discuss that a little bit? Yeah, so Tolsey and I started a off-season pitching program and we partnered with Arm and Heat for that program to give guys a give guys access to a strengthening conditioning program aimed like catered for pitchers and one of the best arm care programs that is on the market right now with Armored Heat. So, um, with sort of what I program for the strength and power work, strength and power, power work aimed at improving pitching performance, um, would still be considered general in a case with some special strength exercises mixed in. Armored Heat, by trying to stay healthy, um, really have good patterns through the shoulder and the scapula and trying to help everyone maybe achieve positions that they haven't achieved before. And then having Tolsey there as a guide for my programming and for the guys throwing as well to try and help them throw harder and throw more successfully for their respective clubs. I think Tolsey's probably, for, for people who aren't familiar with Tolsey, off the nickname is Josh Tolls, who's a pitcher for the Adelaide Giants, has played for Australia and spent many years playing in America as well in the minor league system. But he's been a huge driver of sort of a huge part of our success with having a lot of baseballers come in and especially sort of his credibility as a successful pitcher in his own right, but his technician-style mindset of trying to master the technical capacity of the sport and his ability to teach that. He's someone who really sort of takes that quite seriously. And I think in what Jazz is saying about the armband, 
got the physical capacity stuff from sort of him and Ahmed Heat, but then the uh, the pitching specifics at a technical level from someone like Tolsey is a game changer as well because you've got that sort of the whole element you've got everything come together it's not just the physical aspect or the technical aspect it's both together which in Australia is really hard to find there's not really anybody I've seen that does it yeah and we feel like we've had relative success with it obviously it's a short period of time we can't achieve greatness in one off season we can't achieve throwing 90 plus miles an hour in one off season it just doesn't happen that quickly for almost anyone um, but with the, we now have two of the guys from the online program with the Giants, with Pardo and Rooster, um, and other guys going up divisions and pitching up in higher divisions and being successful. Other guys coming back from injury who maybe hadn't played in the last few years but are now playing every game and building on their pitching load with two, three, four, now four innings in a start starting role as well is really good to see. And we hope that really rolls on for next year and we see more buy-in and we see the same dudes in here for longer so they can have more success and hopefully reach more of their potential as well for sure one of the proudest things i reckon that we've released this year is the youth program for both baseball and softball we talked about you just said it then one off season doesn't change an athlete it can help an athlete but it doesn't change an athlete but we have athletes now coming in at 13 14 15 years old that are outlifting and outthrowing some of the senior players. Yeah, and I think I think having the the whole range from those 13, 15, 13 14, 15 year old kids all the way through to senior pitchers like Tolsey or Mitch Youngborn or the boys that are here gives them Carly Moore gives them an example of someone to look at and go, okay, I need to approach this like they do because that's what goes into playing at that level. And if I want to throw like Mitch, then I have to do the other things that he's willing to do in a technical capacity and having that role model system really helps him sort of go okay that's what that's what elite performance looks like it's not just he rocks up on game day and throws cheese like, I was literally just about to say the same thing probably one of the best things ASE do is they've got everyone there so if you've got like a junior coming in and they're, they're doing one of the throws on the ball I don't know what they're called but doing a certain throw and they're not doing it right instead of just you know being in a non-baseball gym most people just leave that kid and just go that looks good but then you've got some of the older guys who come past and just go hey just make sure you put your, your shoulder, pull your back, shoulder back or get your elbow right. That's something that um, I just don't think anyone's going to get anywhere else, probably in all of Australia, not just South Australia. And I think having that like community here in AAC, that, that just drives everyone to get better. And it's not just the training program, it's not just being with other people, but it's just having a place where you belong. And, 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 and that, like, it's, it's, like you said, role model, I was going to say, like having a mentor without having you know a mentor it's just someone that you see, you rock up, or oh, they're doing yeah. these types of throws, or they're doing the extra 10 minutes, 15 minutes of prehab. Yeah. That's, you know, without having been told that, they can just see that as well. Yeah, it'd be awesome to be a young baseballer. And we're lucky we have so many homegrown, affiliated guys here that will step in and help with those young baseballers and also throw with them outside, um, play basketball as a warm-up. Yeah. But... Uh, a lot of them, we're doing similar things in the gym. Um, obviously, we're just at different stages. Yeah. But to be a young baseballer and to be working with uh, Jack O'Loughlin, who comes comes across with the juniors all the time and yeah. loves to just spend his time helping them, Tolsey, Mitch as well, all the other guys, helping out those guys to and giving their time as well in the gym just because they enjoy the environment and enjoy helping other young South Australian baseballers yeah. 
They let the younger athletes walk around as equals. It's not, I'm a pro, you're a child. There's not. I was about to say, like, imagine you're an under-16s, under-15s footballer playing for, you know, your local, like, your SNFL club, whatever, and then you get to train with the seniors on an equal level. Obviously, the only difference is you're at different stages, like Jazz said. Like, that's massive, not just, you know, to feel like you belong, but you're also, you know, believing yourself a little bit more that that's what the next step is. And, And you get to see that live. You don't get to go, someone's telling you, you physically or you're you're literally in there with potentially you know your hero your role model that's something different that like and to have your role model grab you and say hey here's how you can do that exercise even better you know like you've got a 13 year old lad like harvey in here getting shown how to do his plyos by someone like jack or mitch you know that i would have killed for that when i was his age i was playing soccer but if you could have brought you know an a-league guy or even an MPL guy down and he's saying, hey, you know, move this there. And it's like, that's incredible, that kind of experience. And then the confidence they get from that, the technical execution from that, everything, the the benefits are so far reaching. Yeah. And I think like probably with baseball not being like the sport in SA or Australia, you've got these other guys who have these, the wealth of knowledge. Yeah. They want to pass it down to them and they know what it's like. It's It builds essentially like the cake for like for baseball. There's more people coming in better knowledge the level improves yeah. and instead of having you know a 10 year gap between players going to the major leagues it's what gets shut down to I don't know three two however often that might be if the level improves yeah I think as well you look at it like like you said about that wealth of knowledge baseball has so much to offer in terms of the way it trans rotation is oh. there's some incredible things to take away and the way they throw like I there was a there was a moment where American football started to take rugby guys really seriously as the way they coached tackling because they realised they were doing something different and more successfully as well. And I think cricket's probably going to go through or should at least go through a similar transition when they actually realise how well baseball is thrown and the kind of effort that goes into that and the injury prevention side of doing it properly as well as the performance benefits of being able to throw like that. I'm pretty sure the national cricket team had a baseball guy as they their did. fielding coach. Yeah, And as that filters yeah. down, because we're starting to see it now, like local teams have contacted Carly and said, hey, can you show our, our players, whichever groups yeah. they are, can you show us how to throw better? And I think that's going to be an incredible resource for any sort of throwing sport. Yeah. We had some dodgeballers come in, ask Tolsey, how the hell do you throw like that? But, you know, if you can throw with incredible skill, you can throw with incredible skill. And I think that that skill is more translatable across the various throwing sports than people realize it is. Same way the rotation is. Because if you get... There's a reason most baseballers can go to a driving range and crush a ball down the track because they rotate so well. And most of them can punch pretty good once you show them how to position their wrist as well. Like, rotation is very transferable skill. So... I think the community might not be as big as other sports... For baseball in South Australia, but it is still substantial. Oh yeah, it's so and they good. were in need in need of a place to be able to train and collaborate with other athletes like minded. And I think out of everything that underpins baseball, it's athleticism. You must be athletic, and you must have some kind of development to make yourself more athletic to be able to stand out amongst the competition. Yeah, I think it's, it's still a very... Um, the participation's a great deal higher than people will probably recognise broadly, but like you said, the athleticism is hugely underrated. If you if you meet your average high-level baseballer, I think people have got a, a probably a bit of a skewed image of what a high-level baseballer looks like. To soccer and other sports, skill can get you so far. It won't make you the best in the world, but it can get you to a certain point. With baseball, if you're not athletic, you're not making it anywhere. Yeah. 
Except for maybe pitching. Pitching, you could argue, is completely <laughs> specific for yeah, I feel what like you that's can probably, do with the ball. If you play a position, um, especially if you if you want to be known for your batting, it's it's really hard to hit a ball over the fence and not be a pretty athletic kind of unit. Because yeah. like, there's some big boys that might not look athletic, but they're all athletic kind of thing. And then you look at a guy like Aaron Whitefield or a Curtis Mead type, those boys are athletes. You look like someone like Rickson. He's a better athlete than most people in real life looking at him. Exactly. You know, so I think people don't realise how difficult that sport is. You look at some of the boys coming through, like Tubbs, Darcy Barry, like these kids could have played whatever sport they wanted. They chose baseball and they're good at it kind of thing. And I think people probably underestimate the how much of the skill component of baseball is underpinned by athleticism. Just look at Carly compared to any other female athlete. The only one that probably compares in this gym is Asha. Is Ash, yeah. Yeah, she's like, a baseball dude now though cause <laughs> <laughs> if earlier she could throw and wasn't afraid of balls yeah, yeah. no I, I, I jumped in for one or two of Jazz's throwing like all the ball stuff and I'm like it doesn't look too hard it's like you know yes it you, you're throwing different weighted balls there's different weights so it should be easier and it's not and then like you know having like just getting used to how you should feel when you're throwing pulling your scat like all these like little cues or little feels like that's something that I just look at it as like, uh, you know, you're probably, if you're in Australia, you're probably used to bowling a cricket ball or just throwing stuff in general, having like a certain baseball pitch, where to put your fingers, putting pressure in different fingers. Like that's little things that you just won't pick up unless you've done it. And like, like similar for you, Jess, like you, you, you don't just go, this is probably going to help you with doing training twice a week or three times. You're actually jumping into the sport. You're jumping into games. You're, you're sitting in the dugout even when it rains out or whatever. Like, that's yeah, probably another thing. I would confidently say learning to throw efficiently and throw hard is probably the hardest skill I've ever tried to learn. Um, it's taken me seven months to... And I'm still not throw hard. I still deal with... Obviously, there's so many mechanical breakdowns. Uh, again, lucky for the community you have for you. Uh, I mentioned Sam Eads, who helps me out so much. Sam Eads with Trade Athletics. Obviously, he provides me with throwing expertise to help me run my programs and to train myself as well and hopefully give some of these guys help from another perspective for their sport and something that can be transferred to them. Um, one of the hardest skills I've ever tried to learn and still trying to learn and yeah. not sure if I'll ever master. That's probably the best thing for the baseball community. It's not like you're walking around like, I, I run this show, I know everything about baseball. It's people are helping me out to that. improve me, which helps me improve you. Yeah, that's probably one of the underrated things about baseball is I think people look at it and our sort of Australian biases towards cricket, I think people look at pitching and then they look at batting, where I think what people probably don't realise until they're more involved in baseball is that it's, it's essentially a sport where you major in throwing, regardless of where you play, and then you might do, you, you know, it might be throwing as pitching or, you know, defence as a broad thing or batting as well, but they're all throwing in some aspect. So they become real PhDs in throwing which is that sort of skill set I talked about before and then obviously like you talked about with the community and having someone like, we were incredibly fortunate to have someone like Sam spend some time with us a couple of months, you know, a couple of years ago now and then he coached with Riley and was a huge driver of things going well here and a massive educator for all of us in terms of understanding baseball better and throwing particularly, which is why he's now so successfully working somewhere like Trey. We're not done yet either. Let's see what baseball can do. Let's see what ASC can do for baseball in the next 12 months. It's been a fun ride so far. If you play baseball, come on down. It's fun and the boys are here. 
literally. It's going to be a very sweaty summer. <laughs> Predictions, Jazz? What's next? Six months? Div one for you? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> maybe a, maybe an actual base here would be nice. What do you mean actual? It counts, right? Stats are stats. It's on, it's on, it's on the sheet. It's on the sheet. If you ever set any goals, you have nothing to be disappointed <laughs> from. Uh we're going to try upload more often. I don't know how long it's going to take until we get the next one up, but it might be a week, could be a year. Who knows? Vic, close us out. Um, I'm so glad that Morocco win the final. <laughs> Go, you Morocco. Prediction is there. See you Thanks, next time, guys. guys. <laughs>